Welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. It was 1964 when Tom was minding his own business in a store in Xenia, Ohio. Cedarville college student Larry approached Tom and asked him for a ride back to campus. Once they returned, Larry took this opportunity to share the gospel with Tom. At the time, there was no immediate outward repentance, but the conversation weighed heavily on Tom's heart. Sixty years later, Joanne DeCurci ran into Tom at a grocery store and felt convicted to ask him about his faith. Listen as the three talk about how the Lord has worked in their lives over all these years. Thank you, Sarah. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to the first Cedarville Stories podcast of 2023. I'm Mark Weinstein, and as we begin Season 8, of the Cedarville Stories podcast. This program is an amazing story of God's grace and mercy in our lives. Today's program dates back to 1964 when Larry was a college student at Cedarville College and Tom, who is just six years older, was living in Xenia, Ohio. Fast forward 60 years plus, and Joanne DeCurchy gets involved in their story and is the connection for how today's program became a possibility. I will try to uncover this fascinating story through this week's Cedarville Stories podcast. As a way of introducing today's guest, Larry is a Cedarville alumnus living in Northeast Ohio, and Tom still resides in Xenia. Joanne DeCurchy has lived in Xenia for many years with her husband, Mike, who was a professor of music at Cedarville University before retiring a few years ago. Now, to set the stage for my conversation with Larry, Tom, and Joanne, I want to begin with how this story came to light. And that was on, on August 22nd of 2022. Joanne was shopping at a store in Xenia when Tom, who was looking for a brand of salad oil to marinate chicken for dinner, uh, they connected. And after a brief conversation, they went their different ways. And that's where I want to pick up the story with Joanne today. It, it wasn't long after you moved away from Tom that you wanted to find him for a specific purpose, Joanne. Why did you decide to search for Tom later in the day at the store? Well, first of all, during our conversation, for whatever reason, Tom let me know that he was 84. And we ended our conversation. We went our separate ways down the aisle. And immediately the Holy Spirit put this thought in my mind. He's 84, and only God knows how much time he has left on earth. So I ran back down the aisle. I caught up with him, tapped him on the shoulder, and I asked, Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, rather shocked, but also surprised, yes, I do. And then I said, well, if you didn't, I was going to give you a copy of my life story and how I came to know the Lord. Here, you can have it anyway. It might be an encouragement to you. Yeah. So after you gave Tom the track, uh, you quickly learned that he knew your husband, Mike. Mm -hmm. How did that, how did, how did he know Mike? As Tom looked at my name on the cover, he asked me, are you related to Mike DeKirchy? And I thought, here's a total stranger pronouncing our last name perfectly. And I said, yes, that's my husband. He had heard Michael's testimony on the Unshackled radio program years before. Tom's encounter with Joanne is similar to his encounter with Larry back in 1964. Back in the 60s, Tom was a part-time employee at a supply store in Xenia, and he was a bold 20-year-old Cedarville student. Tom, uh, how did you first meet Larry? I'm interested in that story. I met him as a clerk. He okay. was a clerk in the store, and I was trying to find 
uh, two carom boards for my nephews, my two different uh, families of, we had them when we were kids, and that's what I was trying to do. So a carom board's a game, right? A carom board is a board game with pockets in each corner, a pocket in each corner, and a frame, and you flip little rings and get them in a pocket. Like pool. Something like pool, but very much simpler, more simple. Okay. I asked Larry if they had them, and he said no. And then we made some sort of a comment about the recent election, and Larry was more concerned do you are you saved yeah that's what he asked me yeah i said well i was baptized but that didn't do anything i was a little bit more honest than i would have been if i'd have known so he suggested that if i would take him to the cedar cedarville dorm we he could get his bible and talk more intelligently so larry do you recall this initial experience with tom Yes, I recall very vividly. I, I don't remember quite how the conversation started, but uh, um, I do remember that it quickly moved into something spiritual. And, and um, I, I knew that I needed a ride home, and I thought, God has provided me with that. Uh, so, so I was just really overjoyed when Tom agreed to take me back to Cedarville. So the, the, the ride from, from Xenia to Cedarville, about eight miles, isn't very long to build a relationship uh, with anybody. Um, what was the conversation like? Do you recall? I remember arriving in the dormitory and, and uh, opening my Bible and giving all of the, the biblical arguments about how we're, we're um, sinners mm-hmm. in need of God's grace. It seemed kind of um, stuff that Tom had heard before. And, and so I kept trying to rephrase it in different ways and explain it more. And, and it, it just, the conversation just didn't seem to, to end up the way I, I thought it would, with him um, confessing his sins and, and begging Jesus to save him. Yeah. So, Larry, you, you asked Tom the ultimate question that night in your residence hall at Cedarville, and that was if he had a relationship with Jesus and where he would spend eternity if he perished that night. Tom, how did, how did you respond? Well, as I remember, Larry possibly had prayed, and he sort of cried. In my church experience, I didn't see people emotional. Okay. So I, I sort of thought maybe Larry was a bit extreme. Okay. But uh, as far as knowing... Uh, recognizing the conviction of the Lord, at that time, I did not. Yeah. I was more humanly resisting. Well, was there something that, that I said that, that made you stop and think over the following period of time? Oh, yes. When you went with me out into the parking lot and you extended your hand to me, and you were shaking my hands, and you said, Tom, would you rather perish? And to me, you said a lot in that. You asked a lot in that because you had already recognized I was lost. You, you assumed I was lost. And that bore upon me all the rest of the night 
And then later on, uh, maybe two o'clock in the morning, I was awakened and I was given the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I got out of bed and I prayed. That's great. Yeah. So you prayed to accept, to ask Jesus to that, be your Savior. Yes, I did. In your mind, even now, did you think at one point you were you were saved and back then or this was absolutely the first time that I ever sensed that kind of conviction yeah. and forgiveness. Now, let's move the story a little forward. Okay, so about a year later, uh, Tom, as I understand, you were encouraged by a radio program from Biola University in California to help fund a college student's education. That prompted you to uh, really support a student, but you really weren't compelled or excited to send the money that you would have across country, but you rather you, you wanted to support a Cedarville college student. Can you share with us that story? Well, yes, that's, that's uh, pretty much the way I, I, my thinking went. As I was willing to give, then the Lord kind of put in my mind that $85 is sort of what I was going to send to California, but that wouldn't help a college student, you know. Yeah. So I, the Lord put in my mind $500. Wow. Give him, you know, because I did realize how important Larry's challenge was to me. Yeah. It was, I was 26 years old and I have never been challenged like that before. And uh, so then I decided to send him or, you know, take him. The Lord put it on my mind, $500. Take it and give it, see if Larry needs it, you know. And so, Larry, uh, how much money did you need at that point to continue your education at Cedarville College? Well, I needed almost exactly $500. So when when he handed me that envelope with $10, $50 bills in it, I thought, this this is providential. This is, is a godsend. So here's another case where God provided a, a need that I had. My uh, father was out of work at the time, and uh, I was having to borrow and, and work to, to pay the expenses. So God really encouraged me. What year in college were you, Larry, at that time? By this time, I was a senior, and my just beginning my last semester, and and um, a bit discouraged at the time. This this moment of of um, revealing God's providence was very good for me. Yeah, and what's what's interesting to me about this experience that uh, you and Tom just outlined is that really, if you had done your coursework like you were supposed to do it back then. You probably wouldn't have been in your re your residence hall because you, there was a basketball game going on on campus. You probably would have gone to the basketball game. Everyone else did, but you didn't do your paper to the satisfaction of your professor. So you had to spend that evening, or you chose to spend that evening, back in your residence hall in Bethel Hall. Uh, do you remember that experience? That was that was the only home game I ever missed. It was the only home game any student ever missed. And so there I was sitting in a quiet, absolutely quiet dormitory when I heard Tom knocking on the door out in the hall. And I wondered, who's, who'd be knocking on the door? And so I looked out there and, and uh, invited him to come down to my room. 
and we had kind of a happy reunion there. And and I thought, wow, that's kind of providential. That Tom would come on a time when the, the dormitory would be quiet. Yeah. And I would hear him, and that I would get up out of my chair and go see. And and you alluded to this a little bit ago, um, Larry, but um, when Tom handed you that envelope with ten fifty dollar bills, what what thoughts came to your mind? Yeah, really remarkable um, gratitude to Tom, but also gratitude to God um, and for for this what might seem like a coincidence to somebody, but it was, it was God's providence of the exact amount that I needed. And I took it that way. I, I went back to my professor uh, at the next class and told him what had happened. Who was the professor? Uh, Richard McIntosh was the professor back then. Okay. It was a Christian evidences class, and boy, did I have an evidence for Christianity. I shared it with the class that day, and a lot of people were encouraged by it. Yeah, they should be. They really should be. Now, as I think about your story, it's it's just amazing, the whole story, from when you, Larry, met Tom, when Joanne met Tom, and it's gone all full circle. And I know you guys probably didn't stay in contact much since until recently. So how did how were you able to reconnect Tom and Larry, how were you able to reconnect after 60-plus years of really little or no communication between the two of you? Well, that's Joanne's story. Mm-hmm. She uh, met Tom in the store, so I'd like to hear her. Well, after this experience with um, Tom saying our name correctly, knowing my husband, hearing his story and Unshackled, I thought, well, you know, if I were this Larry Montgomery... I would love to hear of some of some seed that I had planted years ago, and it would be such an encouragement to him that this brother's still living for the Lord. So I contacted the alumni office, and I got in touch with Larry Montgomery, and then I also went to the White Pages and got in touch with Tom. And I thought that would be great to reunite them at homecoming, because since Larry was an alumni, um, he would possibly come for homecoming. So I during that conversation, invited Larry to come down, and then we would have dinner at our house, mm-hmm. and the two guys could reconnect. And was and so, what was that reconnection dinner like for you, Tom? Well, it was quite nice, very, very cordial for uh, Joanne and Michael to sponsor us, and it was very, very fine to see Larry healthy, and of course his wife, I guess, had recently passed passed away. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. So it was like a whole lifetime had passed. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. um, maybe I should ask Larry, but I'm going to ask Joanne. So you saw this reconnection come together. What was it like, not just for you, but what did you see between the two of them that said, there's a relationship here? I also found out that Tom had given Larry a wristwatch for his graduation, which Larry had worn for many years. And so I felt that Tom just had a a real giving heart, and Larry had a heart, you know, to share Christ. And so just with those wonderful characteristics about each of of the brothers in Christ, it was just a wonderful, that bond of Christ is just so special among other Christians. Yeah. Larry, were you a little apprehensive to come to uh, homecoming and reconnect with uh, Tom, who who you haven't talked to in sixty plus years? 
Well, I was eager to meet Tom again after all this time and, and see how the Lord had been prospering him during the time. And uh, yes, I, I was a bit discouraged, uh, let's say it that way. Depression often follows a loss, mm-hmm. and and so uh, I was really very much in need of having um, some encouragement, and, and yeah. reconnecting with Tom provided a lot of encouragement that really was very helpful to me. I think that is another evidence of God's providence. Yeah, Larry, how, how long were you married, and when did your wife pass? Uh, we were married for 54 years, wow. and uh, June 21st is when she passed away uh, of this year, um, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can. That, that's that's hard for anybody, whether you've been married four years or fifty-four years. So, um, I'm sorry about your loss. Um, I'm really thrilled that um, the Lord used Joanne as a conduit, so to speak, to reconnect you and Tom uh, together. How special was it for you, Tom, to reconnect with Larry? Well, it it was nice. Yeah, quite nice. I'm certainly glad to see that he's. We're all past a lot of years, and we're still living. So that's very commendable, you know, or, you know, that we got to, yeah. Yeah, so are there any plans for future times to get together? Oh, oh no, not that I know of. Larry's uh, son and his family live in Columbus, so when Larry mm. comes to Columbus, there could be a possibility that we yeah. could reconnect yeah. there, you know, go over to Columbus for dinner or something. Yeah. I, for one, am... Um, eager to spend some more time with Tom and, and with Joanne as well. Joanne has turned out to be a, a friend to both of us, and so uh, we don't have any specific plans at this point, but uh, uh, I, I think there's some likelihood that we're going to get together again. Since, Tom, you became a Christian, how has the Lord used your life for his purpose? Well, I stayed in the tool shop, so I didn't really study uh I've listened to a lot of broadcasts and stuff like that. I like to listen to the... But as far as being a, a very academic, I've never been academic yeah. in my life. I was a poor, dumb kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's kept me maybe honest and as a toolmaker and, yeah. you know, con- conscientious, yeah. maybe. So uh, we're running out of time, but um, I want to go down... The, the the initial story with Joanne. What was your impression of the unshackled story when you heard Mike DeKerchy's story? Well, it was uh, it was I liked it. Uh, you know, the actually the, the unshackled programs. I liked them, mm-hmm. and uh, then it became when I realized Michael was here at the radio station in Cedarville. Then that's when I uh, kind of realize more about Michael DeKerchy, I mean, from the Unshackled program. What's really neat, as I, as I see your story from the big picture, I just see the Lord dropping seeds in your life yeah. that, will, that leads you to him. And maybe the first seed was Unshackled with Mike DeKerchy, who's sitting yeah. here in the newsroom with us as we're recording. And yeah. then, ultimately, it's Larry, the, the 20-year-old college student, who delivers the final blow punch, right. and that is, are you afraid to perish? And the Lord used all that to bring you to himself. Right. I um 
I just from the, all of this, I'm just like thinking just to always be obedient to the Holy Spirit's voice. And sometimes he speaks in that still small voice. You dismiss it. Sometimes he pressures you or puts a burden. And then other times he shouts, you know, do this now. Don't, don't miss this opportunity. And so I think that that was with what I felt with yeah. when I needed to contact Tom. And down that line, uh, Tom and Larry, um, what lessons can you share with our listeners as we close the program today that may encourage them in their faith journey? How about uh, you, Larry? I think people need to be aware that in spite of um, uh, passage of time and um, perhaps some empty periods when they, they don't see God being at work, He truly is at work, and He cares about us deeply. He will meet our needs. He will support us spiritually and uh, walk with us through the trials we face. He'll be who he is, God to us, the the, the Savior and the, the Comforter through Christ and the Holy Spirit, yeah. and, and uh, he's there for us. Yeah, and I'm speaking to our listeners now. If, uh, if you think about it, it's just been a, it's been a few months, but I encourage you to pray for Larry as he deals still with the, the loss of his wife, and uh, I'm sure uh, he'd appreciate your prayers on his behalf. Tom, um, any encouraging closing comments that encourage our listeners in their journey in the faith? Well, uh, this this event, a series of events with Joanne and Larry, their willingness to ask people personal questions like, yeah. are you a Christian? Yeah. That was similar to both Larry and Joanne. Right. They both did that. And that's very encouraging to me. Right. We have a tendency to keep our Christianity secret, right. but we should be more open. Yeah, and and that's what it's shown me. It's it encouraged me in my later years. This this time with Joanne meeting Joanne and remembering how Larry did. So that's yeah. an encouragement. And I, that reminds me, just, just this past Sunday in church, we were visiting a church in um, northern Indiana, and the pastor spoke about just the importance of even just asking a question to a clerk. Yeah. Could open the door for further discussion about Jesus and salvation and the, and the need right. to repent. And so that's right. a great admonishment and encouragement for me and for our listeners. And I encourage uh, us to really... Uh, Examine ourselves and, and take the opportunities. It, it's, it can be scary, I understand. I'm, I'm right. no different, but uh, uh, that's what we should be doing. And I thank you for your, your right. word. So uh, before we close, any, any final comment that all three of you want to uh, add to the program? I just say, to God be the glory. Yes, I'm grateful that, that all three of us have been involved in this, in this situation, and it turned out the way it did. Uh, praise the Lord for, for that story, and uh, thank you for each of you to— uh, be willing to share this story uh, on the Cedarville Stories podcast, and uh, I hope you have a great new year. Thanks for joining me this week on the Cedarville Stories podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.